0: Welcome to the Three Old Goalies Podcast, brought to you by TheSquad.com, T-H-E-S-Q-W-A-D.com. On this episode, we welcome USL Championship goalkeeper from the El Paso Locomotive, Evan Newton. Parents, be sure to have earmuffs at the ready as the Three Old Goalies are just that, old. Their views are their own. Not the views of their employers, our sponsors, or our supporters. Every once in a while, one of our favorite four-letter words gets thrown in the mix. So have those earmuffs on the ready for the kids. Three Old Gullies is not suitable for goalkeepers under the age of 17. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and on Instagram, as well as our new home at delusion.group. That's delusion.group. Music for the show is provided by the Floodgate Operators. Be sure to check out their new album that's dropped on Spotify. And now, on to the show with hosts Evie and Bone, Eric Vaughter, and Greg Deutsch.
1: Again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth episode of 3-0 Goalies for 2022. Uh, My name is Eric Vaughter. I'm, I'm one of the hosts, along with Greg Deutsch. And our guest tonight is Evan Newton from the el paso what is the el paso usl team called evan we are the locomotives the el, oh, all right the el paso locomotives and you will notice that evan is not exactly what we call it an old goalie so um you know between him and alex we've gone we're starting to we're starting to go down in the chronological order i think we got uh uh three old goalies who are hosts and then young goalies who are being interviewed but uh well, have you had
2: have you had john on yet Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! We had John on. John, yeah. John's an old so goalie. Now. He quit so playing. his old. So that's, yeah. that's four old
1: goalies, then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, but thank you for taking the time to join us, and and uh, uh, you know, I'm sure, um, you know, the the as Greg was saying, you know, we 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 have a surprising number of people listening to this podcast. Certainly more than we ever dreamed of, and um, we've we've tried to keep it. You know specifically to goalkeepers and, and you know not just for the visit visiting part of it but also you know hopefully some of the younger goalkeepers who have aspirations like you you guys did when you first started playing will listen and take some pointers from it and and maybe you know in the years down the road they're playing they're playing professionally so uh thank you for for joining us thanks for having me i'm excited yeah good Good. All right. Well, Greg, let's, let's jump into it. We'll take the intro right. later
3: on with Ryan. Yep. All right. Well, first, uh, talk about Ryan. You know, I I want to say before we get started, thank you so much, uh, for doing this, uh, Mr. Ryan Sparks. because without you, this would have never aligned. And as we know, it's a lot of contacts in the world and we're glad Evan, that you're able to contact, you know, us, Along with Ryan, and um, love to hear you know that story, which we'll obviously get to. Um, but again, thank you, Ryan, and thank you, Evan, for uh, hooking us up. So, uh, Evie, you're gonna be blown away by a few things, so just sit tight over there. Uh, gotcha. right.
2: I, I, I heard Ryan's hooked you up with some inside scoops, so I don't, I, I have no clue what's coming, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, either does Evie, uh, which is good. <laughs> so first you know we always like to hear the background of mm-hmm. you know um our guests so you were born and raised in virginia um and that's where you played your youth um mm-hmm. what's amazing two things here um you played at img and ready evie he played for mr alan dawson at ODU. no way
4: that's yeah. cool, that's oh, uh, cool.
3: And the reason I say that, Evan, um, we're friends with Alan, and we're really friends uh, along with him, with a gentleman named Joe Pereira, who's an ex-teammate of uh, Evie and myself. And uh, okay. we, met, we met Alan through Joe. So
2: uh-huh.
3: here's some dating. They both coached at Methodist University. That's
2: right. Yeah. That's right. And, Joe,
3: and Joe, they, Joe. They both went to ODU. So yeah joe world. is the
2: women's coach joe is the women's yeah. coach yeah. right yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah yeah so uh small world so Joe was a good guy
2: joe's a good guy man i like joe yeah he was
3: yeah. He, he was in, he's, in, por-
2: he's in portugal now or something yeah. He, yeah, he he
1: yeah.
2: went he went back and purchased
1: a house on the street in the neighborhood in the azores where he well where he originally came from but where his where the Pereira family I guess is from you know oh, wow. and, and he and he and tank spend time you know I think half, half of the year is it going back there and then the other half over here and I mean yeah he's you know he's, he's talking about going back to your roots JP's done it yeah yeah yes yeah. a world
3: small world
1: small world
3: yeah so Evan I, you know what I want to hear is you know growing up you know, how you got to IMG and of course, what made you want to go to ODU? You know, yeah. and let, let me, before you do that, I want to make sure people know this because, you know, when you say, when you say IMG now, it's not the same as it was back then, you know, right now there's a lot of competition with IMG, with academies and some other um, academies uh, or other um, private places like that. And, back then when you heard IMG it was like oh my gosh you know it, you know to <laughs> me it was much much more powerful
2: yeah um so essentially just through ODP like every you know everyone starts back you know when i was coming through ODP was the big thing that was how you got recognized um there's no academies and all that stuff so um uh, i you know just i over time i you know the first year of ODP i think the, the furthest you could go is like regional team so i did that and we we're my parents. We were kind of blown away because I was just playing for a small club, um, which is funny. It was called Old Dominion Soccer Club, which had nothing to do with Old Dominion <laughs> University. But um, but that's the club. We were like eight teams in the club, but we had a really good team. We made like final eight in state cup, and you know we just had a really good group that, and my dad coached us and stuff. Um, and then and he has a C license, so like he he you know he's a decent coach, a very good youth coach. But um, but anyways, uh, through ODP, like somehow I made the regional team the first year and we were kind of like, whoa, okay, maybe I'm actually decent. And then uh, second year you could, they had like the like regional team and then they just had like a national ID camp. So I got invited to the national ID camp and um, you know, over the next year, you're just going to some different national team camps and different things, and then they have the, you know then they, then they announced the residency, like roster the residency program, and so um I was invited down to residency um back with uh so my group had we had like Eric Lehigh who ended up having a good career i mean a lot of people like the eighty sevens was like um uh, Freddie Adu was still there for like the last semester a year i forget, i think before he left to go to d c at like four at, at fourteen um yeah. and then uh at 14 (laughs) and then uh, like michael bradley was there uh danny zatella dax mccarty um nathan Sturgis, guys that a lot of guys that ended up uh erica villa who had a good career as well then my group was you know some some different you know made up of a lot of good guys that ended up having some good careers too and we're the 88 group and then the 89 group um was um like The bigger names out of that would have been like uh Josie Altador was down there with us and stuff. So, um, you know, I was there for two years, and then um, our coach was John Ellinger, and mm-hmm. then he ended up he got the gig when uh Salt Lake started like became an expansion team, and he got he was the first head coach. So, him and our goalkeeper coach, Peter Meller, who's yeah, yeah. who's my guy as well, like, love Peter, but um. They left, and then our assistant was uh, John Hackworth. So John Hackworth took over as the head coach, and then they brought in a goalkeeper coach. He brought in a goalkeeper coach from Kansas City um, named Tim Mulqueen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, you know, me and Tim didn't really <laughs> get on too, too well, but uh, I kind of went from starting for our group to, like, the third in residency and and uh, like, a, a month, and then I ended up getting cut after two years, like three months for the World Cup, which was a little bit like when you're 16, 17, that's a little bit tough to take, um, especially with the feedback I got. Um, and it was just, you know, but it kind of made me, you know, made me stronger in the end. Hi, buddy. Hey. Can... <laughs> made me stronger right. in the end. And, uh, and, you know, and then it just made, it made me have really like focusing on what they told me. Like they were, they, they said that struggle with consistency at the time. And then, it's funny because now, you know, consistency is like what I pride myself on. And I think something that I've like really built my career on is just day in and day out like consistent, right? So it's funny how that's kind of you know, I I I turned that and took that from being like a weak point to like something that I really think's a strength of mine and and I've really prided myself on. So uh yeah, and then from there I just I had some offers, you know, obviously being in with the national team, you know, you have some you know, you're getting called by some colleges, and um, Duke called me early on. And once they found out my grades, I never heard back from them again. And, <laughs> um, and uh, there was a there's you know I had quite a few talks. that came down to my final three was uh, Virginia Tech, uh, Old Dominion, and um, and Clemson. And then uh, I decided to go to ODU because you know I I've always been kind of a guy I like to be an underdog. Like I don't you know. I don't know. That's just how I've always been. I like to Like, what can I do to go help? You know, can I help leave an impact somewhere and uh, not just be another one of the pack kind of things. And ODU, I knew how to, we were, at the, at the time was a top 20 perennial program every year something, yeah. a lot of times top 15. And, you know, they made the NCAAs at the time like 10 years straight, I think, or something. And so I, you know, I knew the program was good. It was, it was 30 minutes from home. So after leaving home for a couple of years in my teens, it was cool to come back. I, I lived on campus, so I was far enough away from home where I could do my own thing. And, you know, I, I'd see my, my family when I wanted to, but I was also close enough where I could see them. And then they're also, you know, like I knew I'd, I knew I'd play from day one. So I'd get games again, like we were talking about, like off camera here before I'd get games from the start and, you know, it didn't, it didn't hurt that they offered a full ride, full scholarship, which in soccer is tough to get even at the national team level. Cause there's so few scholarships given out and right. there's a lot of uh, things that I, you know, I liked about it. And I, you know, reasons I wanted to come back and, and I just wanted to kind of help keep the program going and see if we could take it to another level. And, um, you know, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun ride at UDU. And, and, uh, and I knew I could still get to where I wanted to be in terms of, you know, being a professional through, through going there. So kind of hit, hit checked all the boxes and fortunately was able to, you know, have a nice career there and, and, and get to where I want to be, you know. So yeah, that's just...
3: go go back a little bit, you know, because you you make five appearances for the under 17 United States World Cup team. Um what was that experience like?
2: Yeah, and, and I don't know how accurate that is. I'm sure it was quite a bit more. I was there for two years, but you know, we played in quite a few tournaments and things. But um but no I mean at one point I played against Brazil um, in the in the Nike Friendlies, uh, back when they had like, they had uh, Marcelo at the left back. They had uh, wow. They had Anderson that was at United. He was in the midfield, uh, as well as De that went to Arsenal, and uh, and they had this other guy, their number ten, who I don't even know what happened to him. I think he just had he's had a I don't know if he still plays or if he he had a good career. I think in the Brazilian league but he was the big time guy. They had this number 10 who it's funny because you talk about those three guys as well as the other, you know, great players that they had on the team. I'm sure it's, it's funny you say this because I was just like last week, I went back and randomly thought about this team. I actually, I saw this player that signed for Santos and I'm like, is that the guy that this guy I'm telling you about right now? I was like, is that the guy? Like, and so I went and looked at the roster and ended up not being the guy, but it kind of brought me on this path where, you know, you get these like, sure is these holes that you go down on like youtube but this was just like a this is like <laughs> a a google search hole I went down and I just started like okay well, who are the guys in this roster like where were they where are nah. they now or so, some stuff so, and some of them went to have some great careers but um like anyways it was uh it was this guy I forget his name but their number 10 was like the guy then and and I think he didn't even end up going the furthest for obviously but I I still remember like that was the guy getting all the buzz and we we lost one nothing, uh, in that game. Uh, we missed the penalty at one point. Like, could it, you know, could it easily gotten a result out of that, which is whatever. And So, uh, but yeah, man, it was, it was cool to, like, represent my country at any level. And there was just, you know, I'm not – this isn't like a to bash mole queen or anything. We've chatted since then and, uh, you know, all my night, my nightmares for 15 years, you know, or whatever – and uh, you know are good now but um, but no he uh, he just wasn't a, I guess he just didn't prefer me so then even you know after like I left residency and then we went to college and like our whole group was in college like my you know my freshman year of college I was you know an All-American and still didn't get a call into the under 18s because cause Mulqueen was the goalkeeper coach came in as the 17s but then he also was the goalkeeper coach for the 18s and the 20s for like the whole time of my age going through so like i was all american got no call into the 18s or 20s as well as um i was like after my freshman year the that 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 summer after my freshman year of college i played pdl and we were the best pdl team in the country like in the regular season and i got goalkeeper of the year and uh under 19 player of the year you know in the pdl still got zero calls in i got no calls in to anything, you know, and my, my, my sophomore year, I had a, I had a good, uh, very good year. Like uh, we went, you know, both freshman and sophomore year, we went to sweet 16 and NCAAs and like had good years and got zero call-ins for any more, like, you know, under 18s or under 20s stuff. And (laughs) under 20s, you know, under 20s is a big one. If you get, you know, if you're doing well the under 20s, like that's big for kind of like, especially at the time, because I was the main ways you were getting seen is, as American players was through like the national team stuff so sure. that was big that was big stuff for like you know, cl- you know MLs clubs and clubs you know from Europe and things like that that were like watching so the fact that I didn't get caught in those was a bit frustrating um now you know they watch all their cl- like all the you know these scouts from Europe and stuff are watching all these clubs from when they're like fourteen here you know from yeah. and, and the de- you know all the developmental clubs and stuff so yeah. it was just that was a bit frustrating in terms again, but you know that's that's just football. That's how it goes, and unfortunately, like he didn't really prefer me or whatever it was, and you know. But it's funny because all the goalkeepers, you know, from around my ages, like I'm the only one that still plays and that's you yeah. know had a career this long. So I take yeah. pride in that as well. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: interesting because we had we had we were doing a it's interesting that you say that about Tim Mulqueen, who's a great he's a great great goalkeeper coach, yeah, but. Being a goalkeeper, and if there's any kids out there listening, we, we were interviewing a young lady named Adelaide Gay, who played at Chapel Hill, won a national championship, and, and Adelaide, I think, is maybe all of five, four, I mean, you know, standing on a stack of, stack of telephone books, and um, she was the reserve at Chapel Hill, they won a national championship, she tried to get into the NWSL. You know, if you're too short, you're not, you know, she played a little bit with the Carolina Curry, she's now playing over in Denmark. And yeah, we interviewed her for our club team, or our club goalkeepers at Tennessee Soccer Club. And she said, and I, I just stuck in my mind, she said, you know, you're a goalkeeper, you're not going to always be everybody's cup of tea, right? Yeah. You know, the people who are selecting you are not always going to see you the way you see you. and. As a goalkeeper, you just have to, you know, like you you alluded to earlier, you just have to deal with it and find a place where you can where you can play, you know, and find a place yeah, where you are it, somebody's cup of tea.
2: And I agree. And that's 100% right. And, I mean, it was just fr- – I mean, look, that's been – it's been frustrations. That's always going to be a frustration because, you know, it's always going to be someone that doesn't really prefer you and there's going to be people that love you. And, um, you know, at that particular time, unfortunately, it was just kind of some big years of things that – you know, who knows? Look, you can't go you can't wonder what ifs and I I I don't really I'm not really that guy that does that. I just kind of move on with it, get on with it and make the best of my situations. But, you know, you always kinda wonder like, okay, if I was into the eighteens and twenties and you know, yeah, maybe doing that and you know, especially and, and it wasn't like I wasn't producing on the field, like I was producing and you know, I think I think pretty deserved of you know getting called in, but you know. I guess he didn't think so and you know and that's and it that is what it is so yeah. but uh, but like I said uh those things all you know make you if you allow it to make you stronger it can it can also bring you down if you dwell on it and unfortunately I just allowed it to fuel the fire and continue to push me and and um continue to make sure I prove people wrong that's good, so, that's good. sorry Greg I didn't mean to interrupt yeah
3: it's okay so talk a little bit about the recruiting i mean those are three you know pretty good programs there you know odu especially in that time frame along with clemson um what did at, at all three schools was it a full ride and were you the man you know the only person that they were looking at you know you mentioned no, that you- so
2: so the exact way it happened so after my first year residency i got a call from maryland they're like and they told my parents you're hey like and Rob Tugan was there at the time as the goalkeeper coach and assistant and this he said hey like Evans our number one recruit for 06 which was the year I was going to be a freshman um and so Maryland was kind of like quickly on the radar and obviously Maryland is Maryland right so that You're was right. that, like so we so we knew to, we knew like that was in the line and that was okay cool like I'm their top recruit for 06 they need a goalkeeper then about 5 6 months later something like this they Ended up signing Chris Seitz to uh as the 05, so he was Chris Seitz was a year older than me, mm-hmm. so so things changed a little bit there. And I still had a decision like whether I wanted to kind of go in there or not. But things obviously the the dialogue changed a little bit, because um, I don't think I don't think maybe they hadn't seen Seitz yet, or maybe they weren't sure if he was going to come there. I don't know why, but um, they obviously didn't think they were going to get anybody in 05 or anybody like. Of the right caliber, and so they were like, "We, you're a top guy. oh six but then they got sights, and then I just said, oh, "Look, I'm not like, I knows Chris, like great dude. Um, I knew I could go. I I knew I go in and like compete with them, and you know whether I won it out or not, like who knows. But that, but that's again, you lead that on the coaches. So I wasn't willing to like go in there, and, you know, battle it out, and who knows how long." Or battling and like I'm wasting years or whatever if I'm not getting it if I am getting it great but like you just don't know so I wasn't willing to risk these years on not knowing yeah um so I made the decision to just kind of scrap that and it ended up being a good decision because you know sites freshman year they ended up winning the national championship so by the time I was coming in it doesn't matter how well I was playing he would have played right like they just right. won the national championship so it ended up working out well in terms of that decision and then again, I, I, you know, you talk to, like, I think, I think, um, uh, there's a school in like, uh, the Midwest. It was where uh, Matt Pickens went Missouri state or something. Oh, Missouri state. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember Missouri state was like talking to me pretty heavily and, um, and that, you know, chatted with your, you know, your typical like Carolinas and wakes and whatever, but they didn't have any money and I wasn't interested in like, I wanted money. I mean, I'm going through this whole grueling process of residency. I'm like, I need to get, I'm getting some money at least, you know? Right. Right. And so, um, I think, uh, Clemson, I don't think was going to be much too much money. Virginia tech, I believe was going to be a full ride. And then, uh, and that's, I, I think Oliver Weiss was there at the time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they were trying to turn the program around and then, um, uh, and uh, yeah. And then obviously ODU was, was going to give me a full and, um, and everything like that. And I just kind of probably a little biased too because I grew up going to ODA games and things as well. So uh, anyways, it was yeah. it was yeah. I'm, ha- I'm happy with that.
3: Yeah, so so Evie you know, he he alluded to his career. Let me just share some insight. He started every game as freshman year, every game as sophomore year. Um, he unfortunately suffered an injury his junior had a red shirt, comes back. <laughs> and um, has nine shutouts. His wow. senior, his senior year, he set school records in saves and shutouts. So, as he mentioned, what a stellar career! Um, did you enjoy playing for Allen?
2: Yeah, I did. You I did. mean, Allen, uh, Allen. I mean, you know, Allen, Allen's Allen. I mean, and he's soft now, man. I when I see him. <laughs> But when we were there, he was not soft. There's there's plenty of runs where you're like he's running you till you're puking or whatever. Couple good, I'll tell a couple good stories because he probably I don't know if he'll listen to this. If he does, then he'll laugh. But if he doesn't, then he'll never know. But uh, (laughs) we'll make sure. Yeah, make sure he watches. But uh, the year I was injured, actually, uh, I broke my I had a radio neck head fracture, so basically broke my elbow against UVA in preseason my junior year. And that was another like kind of bummer, because I, like I told you earlier, like I came off that freshman year, then I came off the PDL summer, and then I had a, a, another really good so- sophomore year, and there was uh you know, a little buzz going, you know I started some buzz up then, like you know you're on some momentum, and then just kind of got crushed. but um but anyways, uh, they came back from a trip, and it was mad because that was so that ended up being the, the year that I'm not saying it's because of me, I'm just saying the year that I was injured. Like was the first like we had two freshman goalkeepers that came in and they're obviously supposed to kind of be behind me but then they ended up having to play and they were kind of switching off because they were both like kind of going through growing pains and um, we ended up not that was the first year in like twelve or however many years that we that they we didn't make the NCAA's and so you know Allen was always, obviously already a little grumpy sometimes took it out on me because like you know he felt <laughs> but like one one night they came back from a, a trip and he was not happy and he they sent out a message to everybody like you know meet at even the guys that didn't travel like meet at the, the practice field like and they got back at like 1 30 in the morning and he gets the guys on the bus he goes don't even he's like just leave your runners on get off the bus no we don't need soccer balls nothing and everyone's there and he ran everybody for like 30 45 minutes like 1 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> which now would which now would probably get them fired right for like some kind of right. yeah. Like, yeah. for some kind yeah. of like abuse or something that everyone's so sensitive But and then other a couple other ones i remember we were we lost the hofstra i think it was my freshman year and uh in the we lost the hofstra in the we were already like knew we were pro- we were going to get a bid to the ncwa's pretty sure but um uh, the first round of the conference ch- tournament we lost the hofstra and Hofstra was kind of like we didn't really like Hofstra, and, and like they weren't like a rival, but it was just the two of us didn't like each other because we were kind of the two like powerhouses most like most consistently. And uh, we lost the first round to them. And we're I remember like a day or two later we're in the video room like watching video on it, and you could just see him like rewatching it. It was just like heating him up. <laughs> and he just I don't and I don't think it was planned. I think he just like spur of the moment was like screw it turn this off get out to the training field no boots no balls and he ran us for like four, an hour like he ran until like guys were throwing up blood and like three guys started like kind of puking up blood and then finally the trainer's like look man we got to stop and so he stopped so like pull um, the herb brooks on you so i mean like you know <laughs> this is back you know yeah we yeah. And, and there's a few other good stories he, he almost I uh, and this is a good one on me and then I'll end it but I I, I got in a little I had a couple you know I wasn't the easiest student athlete for him <laughs> in, in terms of like you know having to withdraw from a few classes over the years and him just like making sure I stay eligible and like and uh you know all these things and if I'm honest and I got in a couple uh got in trouble a little bit like just you know Having fun, like partying or whatever, and um, he, I think he was. So I was. He had this meeting with the whole team, and I was supposed to kind of be like a leader now. Like this was like my last like year or two, and I'm supposed to kind of be stepping into a leadership role. And he had this. He was mad about the season before, and he's like, I think it was this when I was coming back from injury. So it was the season that we, the first season we didn't make the tournament, and so he's like setting this precedence, like you know we need to like turn this around get back on track and he has this meeting like we have a meeting in a couple days you know to get things back going on started and i'm late by like 10 minutes to the first first meeting that like we're supposed to just be turning things around and he ripped me man in front of everybody just went off and he goes to like one of the guys that ended up being the captain at that year um and he's like should i cut him i'll cut him right now (laughs) He's like, this is, and he's like literally telling the guy like, to, this like,
1: is in front of everybody.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I chatted with Dawson about this actually like a year or two ago when I was <laughs> visiting, and I'm like, would you cut me? Hit? And he goes, I knew he'd say no, so like I just did it like for like kind of the sh- you know just to make a, a point. But I was like, what if he said yes? Like then you're. He's like, well then I'm in a, a, a weird, a bad situation, <laughs> yeah. you know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's some good Dawson stories for you there. Yeah, but uh. But it was it was fun, man. And and it, it helped me, you know, it it helped me to kind of grow up in ways and and uh, also like, you know, learn some professionalism before you really learn professionalism in the pro level, you know, it kind of like gets you on track a little bit earlier. Um, you know, just being disciplined and and doing the right things and um uh, and, and he wasn't easy on you, so you had to make sure you're bringing it every day, um, which happens in the pros, you know. Sure not bringing it every day you're 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 sitting your butt on the bench or you know you're getting you're getting you know you're you're not getting renewed your contract so yeah
3: yeah yeah so you know obviously your senior year you have a very good year what is anyone contacting you about getting drafted and going to the next level
2: no actually it was it was tough um yeah my uh you know so Trevor Adair had come in mm-hmm. At the time, um, rest in peace. By the way, and yeah, uh, yes, great guy. And and so Trevor obviously had the situation at Clemson all happened, and he was without a, a, a school. And him and Dawson were really close. So after like about a year out, th- my senior year was when Dawson brought in Trevor to be the assistant, and Trevor came in and was the assistant for a few years, um, before he ultimately ended up leaving ODU as well and and pursuing other things but trevor helped me a lot because i i got invited to the seattle sounders combine at the time we like dawson and, and trevor were almost positive i was gonna get into the mls combine they're were, they're were like pretty sure but i ended up not getting invited so i got in, i but i got invited to seattle which they did their own scouting And you know, ninety percent of the guys, like ninety percent of the guys, were the MLS guys that all went to the MLS combine. But they had, you know, their own like small ten percent or so that they recruited on their own and researched on their own and scouted their own. And they were doing it out of Vegas. I don't know if you remember that they used to have for quite a few years. They had their own combine to do their own scouting, like which most clubs should do. But right, yeah, yeah, doesn't happen. MLS a lot. The scouting's gotten a little bit better, but still nowhere you know at that time it was nothing really not a lot of scouting and so I got invited to that I went to that did all right um and then you know what happened so I I trained the summer leading into my senior season I trained with DC United for like like a month and some change month and a half so I knew Mark Simpson well who was up at DC and um because mark simpson i had met because he came down to virginia beach to be like a goalkeeper coach and assistant coach for the virginia beach mariners for a couple of years and i met him because i used to train with the mariners sometimes when i was younger right. where i met and so he uh, you know he had followed me and we kept in touch and followed me through my career and stuff in college and things and then all four years in college almost every summer he was trying to get me into train with dc but at the time they had peter novak as the coach and Peter didn't really want other, like young guys coming in or, or college guys. But then uh, Kurt Anolfo took over the year, you know, before that summer I came in and he was cool and brought in like, they brought in like two or three of us, I think, maybe four like college guys to train. And um, so I, I went in there and they also, their third goalkeeper had a ACL injury. So they kind of needed someone as well on top of like, on top of that. So anyways, I got to train and I was like in the game, like I was like training, like, like, like a third goalkeeper, you know, for like the MLS team. And, and Mark liked me a lot, thought he did well. And actually like Trevor Adair tried really hard. Like I had to give it to him to like really find a place and was calling around using his connections. And unfortunately just wasn't getting a lot of bites back. And then, uh, you know, it just happened that like Mark Simpson talked to, um, tim hanley do you know tim hanley Mm -hmm. he he was the goal he was the goalkeeper coach at at houston for a while and then um now he's at columbus actually and then before houston i think he was at san jose but um but or maybe he went to san jose after houston but anyways so uh he talked at the, the conventions or whatever like they were like good good buddies and Tim respected Mark a lot, and I guess they were just chatting, and Tim's like, yeah, we're, we're looking for another goalkeeper, blah, 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 and Mark's like, I got a guy, you need to draft him, like, this guy, blah, 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 and Mark, like, went to bat for me, and Houston basically drafted me off, never seen me play, like, Tim, Tim Hanley called me, said, like, we talked for about an hour just for him to like, get to know me some, and I'm sure they watched a little bit of my tape or something, you know, at least, but um, they were just, they kind of drafted me off of off of Mark Simpson. And then uh, I went in, and I without a contract at the time, I went in. And the first weekend, that the the U18 Houston Dynamo Academy team, you know, for like the first weekend, the first kind of game of preseason, you know, guys just play like 45 minutes each half or whatever just to get the legs going. And so the under-18s played the first team. And they're like, Ev, you're going to play the first half with the under-18s. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because like, <laughs> like, kind of the first... And I freaking balled, man. I had like probably four or five huge saves. I kept it zero zero at halftime it was zero zero. And um and so they signed me like that next week. And then they and then the second half, the first team, you know, we ended up beating the eighteens like five-nothing second half. So uh it ended up being like uh, you know, luckily I went out and did the business and they signed me. Like, literally a couple of days after that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah how it's, kind it's, of, it's kind of a crazy story. And it just shows, you know, you never know how it's going to happen. But um, that's how it all happened for me. So.
3: Yeah, you mentioned, you know, at the start, uh, you were mentored by John Bush. Um, explain how you met John Bush.
2: Yeah, so I met John because he went and played. He was playing for uh, the A-League Virginia Beach Mariners at the time. And uh, I just did private goalkeeper sessions with him. My parents, you know, paid him and we just did it like, you know, just like you do now. Then um, I trained with him for probably like a year and a half, two years. Um, yeah. And then he ended up leaving, going to Columbus, and then like started his like MLS career. Um, and, then it, and then Matt Bush, his brother, still lived in Virginia Beach for a long time, coaching in the rush and everything. And so by that time we had a Virginia rush and Virginia Beach. By the time my like college crew was over, and uh, and yeah, so like after Houston, I was home for Christmas. I spoke to to Matt, and Matt's like, "Hey, Bushy's John's gonna be in town this year for Christmas visiting us," and I said, "Hey, if he wants to train while he's home, like let me know." So Matt, he's like, oh, "Cool, I'll, I'm not sure. I'll let you know." You know, a week later, Matt calls me up. Hey you want to train john let's train tomorrow you want to come out so we trained so we trained for two mornings and then um hey there he is so we we trained for two mornings and then uh and then john was like hey well we're looking uh the old man that just came on he's like we're looking for uh for three at, at At uh, San Jose and he caught up uh, Jason Batty at the time and they brought me in a preseason with uh, another college kid that they that they uh, signed out of college or whatever and it was just kind of between us two and fortunately fortunately, they signed me even though John was probably telling him not to and uh, fortunately they they signed me and then I got to spend two amazing years with this guy here so (laughs) John Bush a newly minted old goal yeah,
4: you
1: know. exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, because you know he just joined the, he just joined the old goalie fold
4: you have know? well, to have,
2: <laughs> yeah, to have well, three old guys for the show right yeah, so. yeah exactly <laughs> since ryan's not exactly. here we got
4: to club down up
2: exactly. all right do
4: we good evening by the way everybody good hey evening. man how are you good evening. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Straight off the, straight off the field, but I'm good. I got my Chick-fil-A in on the way home though. That was a good
2: thing. <laughs> ah, Chick-fil-A. In, case,
4: in case listeners, we have John Bush.
3: Uh, uh, Evie didn't even know I was going to pull this out of my hat. Um,
1: uh, Evie knows you well enough to know he was coming on.
3: <laughs> John Bush. Thank you. You know, you just got to hear a little bit um, how they met. Um, I want to ask John, what was it like training with Evan?
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, <man. laughs>
4: that's it. Don't see. That's, that's all. I don't have to say I don't have to say anything. That's the end of the interview. Thanks <laughs> very much for joining us. Yep, yep. Every, Everybody have a good night now. Wow. <laughs> I don't think you really, I
2: don't think you really remembers much of it back when you was with the Mariners, but probably a lot of the earthquakes are just him trying to keep me from going off the ledge and at at times I might have been doing the same for him a little bit just trying to listen all right so let's see where do we begin where do we begin
4: no it was uh look uh I mean obviously I I don't remember much of it but I trained Evan when I played for the Mariners you know 150 years ago down back in in Virginia beach. Um, you know, I think he was a pudgy little fat kid, but, uh, we, you know, we got over that with him. but, uh, <laughs> no, in, obviously in San Jose, he came in, you know, in, in a kind of a third slash second role, you know, and, and as Ev can attest, I went through my time too, you know, he, he, uh, you know, he, he was excited to be there. was anxious to be there, but at the same time, you know, he he was young and needed to learn certain things. Um, you know, he he's always been a very good goalkeeper, uh, and he's proven that now. I mean, you you see what he's done in the USL, and it's it's unbelievable. Um, but you know, back then it was, you know, it, it was just he was learning to be a pro, right? And and Evie's talked about this on every probably every podcast we've had, right? you you when you're young you just have to learn how to be a pro and he could you know he could handle the training and all that um you know but if I remember correctly in those two years you know I think he played one game maybe a half of a game you know a friendly two games two games okay yeah I think I played
2: uh I played like three or four reserve games and then I jumped in Swansea a little bit and maybe like so yeah, I, I got maybe a handful of games in two years, which is like we talked about at the beginning. It's, you can't get much better doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: So it, it came point after that second year that, that, you know, and again, Evie's had this conversation, not just with me, but with numerous goalkeepers over the years that it comes to a point of your career where uh, do you just want the sweatsuit for a couple more years and be in the environment? Or do you want to make a career out of this? And you know, Evan and I had that conversation, you know, because he wasn't quite sure what he was going to do after the second year. And and he said, you know, I could come back here and whatever. And I said, look, I'll be honest with you. Don't take this the wrong way. I was like, I would have a blast if you came back because him and I got on very, very well. Um, I said, but, you know, if you also, you know, at the same time, if you come back next year, I'm going to kick you in the nuts because you're not going to have a career. You're going to have one or two more years and that's going to be the end of it. You know, and he I said, You have to go play. You have to drop down and you have to go play games. And you know, it's funny because I remember it talking to him about it and he was like, ah, I don't know. And I don't know. And then I don't even know if he, if Evan remembers this, but I remember him calling me at the end of the first year. I don't even remember where he played that first year. Um,
2: in the US went, went to Arizona. Arizona. But
4: I remember him calling me at the end of the season and just saying, Hey, thanks. I forgot how much I love playing games. You know, and, and and the rest, I mean, his history, he owns most of, if not all, the, the, the goalkeeping records in the USL now, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, it, it was, again, it was what Evie's done to us all. It was a, a little bit of that reality check, re, a little bit of tough love of like, look, do, do you want to be in San Jose for a couple more years, get a couple more sweatsuits, that sort of thing? Or do you really want to make a go with this? you know, and, and, and he did. And like I said, I mean, he's still playing to this day and, you yeah, know, wanna, that's, that's, a test, testament. I want to throw him. a couple
2: points out off of that. Like, you know, one thing is like, I'm, I'm fortunate to have, you know, John at the time. And I learned, I've learned a lot from John, um, you know, and, and, and I, and I, and I took it to heart. I mean, obviously it helped that. Like when I was in like a adolescent age, I was, you know, learning from him and I I looked up to him and, and but then like when I got into a role, like he had now built his career when I had gotten into a pro role, and I, t- I told myself going in to San Jose, it was first like okay, well he's putting his name on the line for me, like I'm gonna make sure that, you know, he doesn't regret that. And secondly, I just said, look, I'm at like at the time I think you're like 14, 15 years in like total professionally or something by the time I got in, or um, and I said like I'm just gonna do whatever this whatever John does, like he's obviously i was like he's obviously uh you know it's worked for him so i mean i remember like man i did everything like john so john would go out uh every wednesday and well, every fourth week oh, he would take one oh, week oh, off.
4: don't don't worry those stories are coming
2: no those stories uh, are coming don't, don't uh, worry. i got one, two I know, I know i know i know one of them that's coming but, <laughs> but like i but like every like Tuesday and Thursday or every Tuesday, I think maybe Tuesday, Thursday, we'd go to this like sports performance place and I'd follow him there. Cause he always, and he'd always offer like to me and John and uh, Bingham at the time who was there, David Bingham. He always said like, you know, look, it's open if you want to come. And so I just did. And then obviously we had a, a a relationship a little bit before, but that's when the relationship built over the two years of just kind of being with each other all the time. And, um, but I just, you know, whether it, whether it like kicked my butt or whether I was sore, like I just did it. Cause I'm like, Hey, yeah. it's going to make me better. And B like, it's worked for him. So I'm going to learn as much as I can. And, and then, and then on top of that. So anyways, he, every Wednesday he would do like crossing session. And, um, and so in every four weeks he'd take a week off. And so we, you know, I'd go out to that. Even, not, a, you know. not
4: a week off, not a week off, a day off.
2: Well, the week, that Wednesday off. Would, that Wednesday would, off. We could rest that Wednesday <laughs> every, every four weeks we'd, get, we'd rest one Wednesday. And uh, I remember, I'll tell since John's going to roast me a little bit, I'm going to roast him one. So, so, <laughs> so Batty, our goalkeeper coach, uh, Jason Batty, I think after the first year, John, because, uh, you know, batty's like kind of you know got a family he's got to come into training on days off and you know he he doesn't mind it because he's doing what i gotta do but he's like oh man another freaking wednesday you know so i think at the end of the year john gives us some signed john bush gloves and he looks at he's like john what the hell am i doing like this new gift like like what do i want your signed gloves for you know but uh listen i
4: was i was living in san jose i couldn't afford anything else
2: (laughs) but anyways no i just i just I'm like, look, I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow John, do everything he does, and then, I, I secondly, like when he told me, gave me that advice to leave. You know, obviously, like any player, I'm gonna weigh that. I'm, uh, I don't know, and then your ego gets in the way. Oh, but I knew what I was capable of, and that's I had, like I said, we set off camera early on before we started, kind of really filming. You know, a lot of people aren't actually they talk a big game, but they aren't actually confident in their ability to go do it. But like I knew I could do it. I just you know, I just had to take the ego check. And, but if John told me to do it, I'm going to do it and I'm going to trust them. And, and, uh, you know, and, and eventually and I, I did, I, you know, I went into my meeting and I just say, look, I, you know, we chatted and, you know, I wasn't interested in coming back at whatever that meant. And, you know, and we, it, it is what it is. And I was fortunate that, that something came after that, but, um, but yeah, I just I just trusted it. I just was like, okay, man, like, I'm gonna trust what he says, and I'm gonna go do it. And unfortunately, it's worked out all right for me. But, um, but yeah, man, it was a uh, it was that was an interesting year. I mean, he also, you know, John had talked me off the ledge a few times, I think, for some things over those two years. But, uh, but it it was fun. We had we had a good time.
3: Before before John would, tell somebody didn't, his... he
2: didn't give me any signed John Bush gloves after those so Ooh, you, you, wow. had, right. you you did you didn't earn <laughs> it you just, yet you, you just, you just
4: gave
1: right. him a keychain right <laughs> yeah I get
4: him yeah. I the yeah. keychain I'm not gonna give you some gloves
2: kid but you get a keychain he gave me an HPG keychain
4: <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't earned the gloves yet he, he yeah exactly yeah, he hadn't yeah. got, yeah. got to yeah. that level hey
2: hey tell him John tell him the uh you you like when I left and I was uh like HO like, like I was with HO you know for my first couple years there, and uh, and then me and HO like the contract goes up and John offered me some. He was like, "Hey man, you like if you want like I could we'll put you in some HPG goes, whatever." And I'm like, "I appreciate it." And then I asked him about the wrist. I said, "Hey, can we change up the wrist straps for me?" He's like, "Dude, like three year pro." He's like, "Have not I taught you hey. like you're you're trying to change up my wrist straps like well, who are you big time hey. now you know." <laughs>
4: Do remind yeah, him how know. many games. Remind him how many games he played up to that
2: point, right? I was saying like, he's at- you're absolutely. asking hey, sure for his name that's on that's the glove. What saying, yeah. But when I, look, yeah. when I look, when I look at the time, i was just asking. No, when, I look, when I look back now, I'm like, Man, what was I saying? Yeah. <laughs> now, no,
4: so, he, so- he wasn't asking for his name on the glove. He, he was asking me to change the entire wrist strap of the glove. Oh, yeah. okay. For his- for the- for, for the Evan Newton. Only. For the, okay. yeah, I, I wanted the Newton Evan Newton. I got you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Him and Oliver Kahn. I got
4: you. Know? Yeah. 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 They're, the, <laughs> yeah. they're, the, they're the, one in the same. One in the yeah, same. Exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. So, Evan, Evan, share with us. You know, you keep saying you learned. What What did you learn from John specifically?
2: No. And that was another thing I want to touch on. Like, I think. Like I said, I I tried to pride myself on consistency. Part of it started back when I got, you know, after the whole situation in residency we spoke about. And that was the main feedback I got was like there's like my I think word for word, my feedback when they cut me was like, Ev like you're the best goalkeeper we have in the country at, at your age when you're on, but we just don't know what we're getting from you every day. And that was tough to hear because at one point you're hearing like, Okay, well, you rate me high, but at the second point you're like you know i'm getting cut right now and you're saying like i'm inconsistent so then from there i just started trying to pride myself on consistency i tried to work on it a lot and um and then i just saw as time went, college went time went started building games consistently started building and then now you got to go be consistent at the pro level every day at the training environments and those things and john's just you know john's good and bad days were like this and um I was actually having this conversation with someone the other day, like, like about, you know, how a goalkeeper, you know, you just need to be like, like you're good in bad days like this, you know, obviously every now and again, John would have a a day up here and every now and again, a day down here. But like, for the most part, like you couldn't tell unless you were like a goalkeeper or like a very trained goalkeeper, like when he was having a good and bad day, it was just, you know, his bad days, probably you wouldn't even notice it, but for him, it wasn't, you know, maybe the best days or something. And, and uh and you know, I could notice his bad days sometimes, but even other days I i didn't really notice it, you know, but to him it might have been. So I think that's really a big thing I took from John is just like the level of dedication it takes and the, the hard work. Um and then and then just also, you know, just you know, fine-tuning it to where like you're here all the time in this little zone, you know. And uh and, and that's what I tried to really that's what I tried to really take away. And I've tried to you know really implement in, in my career
3: yeah all right Bushy you got you got some you got some stories that you want to share
4: so uh,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so
4: well I mean first of all look you know we we all we've all gone through that right and I think when you go from a from college to being a young pro and then a young pro to a a seasoned veteran you know, the biggest thing you you do learn is that consistently level, that consistency level in training, but also in games. And again, that's, that's part of the training environment, but then it's also becoming a senior pro and getting your games and knowing, knowing your work and your progression each day, you know, to get to that Saturday night. And, and that's, that was part of his learning process, you know, because, you know, his day, you know, his good days are very good, but his bad days were, you know, there was a big you know inconsistency. And so, you know, but that happens to every young pro you know, and, you know, EB and I've talked about it many times. Like that's, that's how you become a senior pro when, when, you know, you can, you can bring those two very close together. Um, and I learned from, you know, Aiden Heaney's and Mike McGinty's and Pat Onsten's and guys like that, that I was always around and very fortunate to be around. And, and, you know, so that's, that's, was one of the biggest lessons for, for Evan down there. Um, you know, and I'm very proud of him because, you know, I mean, he's put a lot of time and a lot of effort into it, you know, and, and, um, and, and he's reaping the rewards now, you know, and like I said, I think he's got most, probably most of the USL records, you know, and, and that speaks a lot. That speaks about consistency because you wouldn't be hanging around. He still wouldn't be there if he wasn't doing those, doing his business day in and day out. Um, all right. So that's enough of, can we record, that. can we record so,
2: all these, all these like nice things
1: to say. Oh, yeah. These are, These are now etched in history, Evan. can we get a look Can we like put a little
2: loop of these together? Like, all right,
4: all right. So, so two stories, two stories. So, hopefully, hopefully
2: one's hopefully one's from the garage.
4: Oh, one is from the garage. Yeah, one is the garage. That's a solid
2: story. I don't know the other one. Would you like? Would you
4: like me to start with that one, or you want me to start with the other one that you you seem to have forgotten? Which one would you like to hear? I first, mean, a—I feel like Dude. there's a
2: lot of stories you have with me, but so I don't know what the other one, which one you're picking of the other one, but let's do the, let's do the, that one first and then we can do the one I know. Okay. Second.
4: Okay. So, so on Wednesdays, Frankie Allop used to give us off. And so when I first got there, I was like, well, what are we doing on Wednesdays? And I know we usually have Wednesdays off. And I thought, no, no we're, we're not having a Wednesday off. We have Sunday, Sunday off. That's enough. So we start coming in, you know, Jason Betty, goalkeeper coach, started coming in and we'd only go for 45 minutes an hour, you know, and we wouldn't hit the ground much. We do crossing and distribution, you know, but I made a deal with bats cause he had young kids at the time that look, give me three, three weeks in a row. And then the fourth one, we're off, you know, so you can, you don't have to come in. Um, so again, you know, said, Hey boys, you know, it's, it's optional, but you know, come in if you want, you know, and, and so majority of them did, some of them didn't, but, um who's the song
2: do you want to say uh,
4: no 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 no. this is a this is a this is a polite show evie knows who it was evie knows exactly who it was yeah Yeah, um so so anyway ev was coming in and then all of a sudden just randomly nobody knows nobody knows why he's not there he didn't tell us he just doesn't come in on a wednesday and we're like, huh. You know, we're calling him and, you know, it's going to voicemail and whatever. And no response on text message. We're like, oh, OK, well, maybe he's dead. I don't know. Well, it just so happens that night we, we happened to see, I don't know if it was on social media or Facebook or somewhere. We happened to see Mr. Newton walking a red carpet in Los Angeles. I don't
1: <laughs> right. Right.
4: Now, now. A certain somebody that, uh, the, let's just say, I don't know if she was his uh, publicity person or what, decided to put him in some sort of a- athlete's walking the red carpet in L.A. Yes.
2: On, I, think, I, think uh, this been, I think this was in San Jose somewhere, by the way. I don't think it was. No, in- no, no.
4: No, 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 no. It was in L.A. because you took a flight.
2: Ooh, ooh, this is getting because good. We, we looked into it. We, we did our research on this.
1: This is straight guys, out. Of, like, this is straight out a slap shot, isn't it? Guys,
2: I had like two, guys, I had like two games. I swear to God, bad. I'm gonna open my rope and wiggle my dick at him, so we never have to do that. Exactly
4: <laughs> that's exactly what. That's exactly.
2: I had two reserve listen. games, guys. I was, I was. He had two batter. reserve
4: games. He was walking red fucking carpets. So I'm not kidding you. Yes. Yes. So of course, when I find this out Wednesday night, I I, I text Patty right away. I'm like dude we gotta hammer
2: this guy tomorrow morning like this
4: is fucking unbelievable
2: <laughs> and he, man, he that's, that was my that was my role because Batty, we all had a good relationship even to this day i'm 34 if we if us three get on like a group chat like it's just roast it's just like yeah like i'm like 18 yeah. again you know <laughs>
4: <laughs> so you know he he comes in he comes in on thursday morning and i'm like hey notes. Missed you yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, I, I had some things to do. I had some things to do. Just couldn't make it. And, oh, he did, didn't you? I said, okay. I said I said, bats, bats needs to see you. Bats needs to see you in the office. <laughs> what about what? I said, I don't know. He just come out earlier and said, Hey, send new to him when you do. so he walks around the corner and goes I'm I'm giggling. I'm laughing my ass. Off. I'm laughing my ass. Off. So he goes in there and bats, you know, where were you, say? like seriously what the fuck like you just you're third frank string was frank in there too i think frank yeah was frank there. was in there too frank was in there too like all the coaches were in there and they, they were, were all giving it, it to him.
0: you know you're it.
4: fucking you're, you're the third string goalkeeper and you're deciding just to take a day off and not show up and, dah, 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 dah. and you, do you even want to be a pro you know like whatever <laughs> and i and i think they i think we even i think when he came back we had taken the pictures off Facebook or whatever and we put them on his locker. Yeah. So when he came back in, there's a picture of him walking the fucking red carpet on his locker. And we're
2: like, seriously? This is what you missed? <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, just like he. Meanwhile, you got like, you got like, like uh, Wanda Lousky, Linhart, you know, like right? freaking, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh... You got, the, Shea
4: Salinas, you got Shay Salinas, you got Sammy, you got you she, got a bunch of senior pros in that yeah, locker room. got
2: Sammy, you got Jason uh, Herne- Hernandez, Hernandez, and then you got um uh, Gordo, Alan Gordon. So, yeah. all, like yeah. not just senior pros, but guys that are just like they love some good banter. So, they're all great dudes. But like the second they have a chance to kind of do what do this, they're gonna do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was just so, gonna say
1: everybody you mentioned there. Given the opportunity to go to LA on a plane and walk the red carpet with a hot chick, would have done it. I don't know uh, if I had a hot chick or not.
4: I don't remember person. saying anything about a hot chick. Well, you I know,
1: don't know. You said, said
3: something that you said. Hey, Evie, okay. I like
2: it. This is a good new version though. Yeah, I like okay, this. Yeah, yeah. This is a good <laughs> version. Yeah. Evie so, just Evie just changed. I just the
4: improved your story for you. So, yeah. this, is great. this is a yeah. great yeah. version. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs so, so yeah, so he got roasted for a little while on that for as a, as a third string goalie for missing it because he had two reserve games and he had to walk a red carpet. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was the first story. Now the second story was in the yeah. off seasons, you know, as as you guys know, like I work, I, I always work out, but I work out pretty, pretty
2: intensely. So he had, at the end of season, Let me let Virginia me paraphrase. Virginia. Let me start by saying this was the first session back uh, from like the two three weeks off or whatever. Oh, that, let me, I'm gonna start oh, from that. That's not good. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's are, not, are, that's you, are you?
1: That's not a good one. Because <laughs> oh, you got all that pent up non-workout so... energy left.
4: Yeah. You all to right. Confused. Visit family and. He comes back, and so I said, yeah, you know, I'm training at 9 a.m. or working out at 9 a.m. tomorrow over at the facility, da-da-da. You know, with uh, at the time, it was a trainer. His name was Will that would train us. And uh said, so yeah, come join us. So the facility was set up where the gym was on kind of the first floor, but you parked underneath it. So it was a parking garage underneath it. So we would do these, these sets where you would go full out for 30, 45 seconds, on a certain machine on a certain body part and then you do some sort of plyometric right after it so you know you, you're killing your legs and then you're doing plyos or something like that so we're about i don't know halfway through i don't even know if we're halfway through this the workout and all of a sudden like 30, he, 30, he minutes he disappears and i'm like okay he he had to pee right no problem he had to pee the bathroom's like two doors down so i'm like oh he'll be back in 30. all right so i keep it will will keeps moving me i keep going and all of a sudden, we're like, "Dude, where is he?" Like, like it's been like five minutes now. You know, he's not back. We keep going. We keep going, and finally, eventually, we we see him come come in the garage door from downstairs. And we're like, "Dude, are you okay?" So, where did you go? He goes, "I was gonna throw up. I went down to the garage floor." And I laid on the cement because it was the only cool thing I knew that would be down there. <laughs> and he said he's literally laying in the garage, like in yeah, the I middle was, of
2: the garage, I like, was like laid a, out. I was full sprawled out in the middle. Like if a car came around, like they would you have to stop. I, like I was just, <laughs> I didn't care though. It was just because it was so hot in there, on top of like, on top of like the intense workout, like right back into it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and uh, you're just jumping right back in the fire. And, uh, on top of that, man, like it was hot in there and I just like needed something or else I was going to puke everywhere, but I didn't puke luckily. I didn't finish the workout, but I didn't puke. That was, that was the, that was the <laughs> achievement of the day.
1: That was, yeah. yeah. That was a win. Oh, that was so, a win. So,
4: so the a win young gra- the young grasshopper learned not to come straight back in with the old guy.
0: Yeah, no, gym. yeah. I could yeah, have I could have
1: the told you that was a that was a no
2: game. I was there the next session, man. I, I, was, I, was, I kept coming. <laughs> to, to, was, uh... to his
4: credit. To his credit. He he came to every session once he was in town. He came all to every right. session. It, it is, it was, whew, that was He 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 disappeared and we're like, wonder what the heck happened to him. And then he comes up and tells us he's sprawled out in the middle of the garage because it's a cold floor. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Oh good times. Good times. Yeah.
3: So Evan, you know, Bushy alluded, you know, you you played with Arizona United, and that was sort of the jump start of your career as Mm. far as getting games, because you know, 15, you know, in 28 or 2014, you get 28 games. 2015, you move on to another team, Oklahoma City Energy, you get 27. You move on to Sacramento Republic in 2016, 2017, you get 38 games. You go to uh, FC Cincinnati in 2018, 20 games. Indy 11, 19, uh, 2019, 2020, you get 42 games. Um What a role right there. Uh, Well, first of all, it's sort of like a big loop to me as I read all this. You know, Arizona, Oklahoma City, Sacramento, Cincinnati, Indy, uh, New York City, Vancouver, and El Paso. So like it's just a giant circle of moving almost like every year. What is the mentality that you had to have um, because of moving every year,
2: literally? Yeah, it wasn't easy, man. And um, yeah, it wasn't easy. And like I like like I said, and again, this kind of goes back to the you know, me and John talked uh, ever since you know the San Jose days. We talked every like few weeks or to a month or two, and um, and at the time he was still playing, so we just update on what's going on, how how things are going with him, and then you know he'd give me advice or just chat about what's going on with me and. And I always kept in my mind, just like, you know, again, and it's funny that John said it because I kind of, he almost repeated exactly what I said before before we started the show is it's about long-term success. Like, do you want long-term or did, did I want to stick around for a year or two and then call it quits probably. And I always try to keep that in mind when I made these decisions, you know, like the Arizona situation I played and they offered me a contract. A guy tried to take me to Germany. I went over to Germany for like a month and a half and, and trained and had a couple trials. Um, actually, trialed with Schalke's second team for like a, three or four days, and uh, did did really well actually. And unfortunately, uh, we found out from the agent that they're like they're close to signing me, but I didn't know the language. I tried to talk to the coach. He was an older guy, so he didn't really know English. All the players did, but it was a great. Ex- and I you know I trained with a couple other teams in the regional Liga uh, and like. Uh, VFL, Austin New Brook I was training with their reserve team like not all of them were looking for keepers at the time but I was just staying sharp for like any opportunities that I got because it's so tough you know in the winter but I just I just went for it and tried it and while I was there it was a great experience for me but while I was there Arizona offered someone else a contract because they couldn't wait around oh. so when I came so when I came back um you know I uh, Jimmy Nielsen really liked me um, I played really well before few games against Oklahoma that that year before when I was at Arizona and so Jimmy signed me and I, I thought that'd be a great idea because Jimmy was obviously a top goalkeeper and 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 I knew he had close ties with sporting right so and and that was what I was talking about actually um in terms of like after that year I you know I had a really good year was up for goalkeeper of the year that year and Jimmy told me about a month before like hey sporting wants to bring you in after the season to train for like a week just to see you, but they're, they're looking to, you know, potentially probably bring you in as a backup to Melia. And I just, I just wasn't ready. Like that was only two seasons. I'd played like fully, I wasn't really ready to go back sit on the bench and I tried to keep that long-term. So then I had an offer from Sacramento come and Sacramento was supposed to go MLS the next season, 2017. So I was like, well, let me, and they were telling me, Hey, we want to bring you in for a year. And then we'd like to take you to MLS with us. Um, and so, I was like, "Cool, like let me go play another season, like get more games under my belt, and then when I go MLS, I go in there, prove myself, and like hopefully, you know, they take me, and that's a way to get back into the league." And then they just never happened there. So two years I was there, just never happened. And in the off season, we're kind of like renegotiating and i after those two seasons in sacramento and i find out that cincinnati is now taken over as the number 1 spot in terms of like getting the mls bid so i make i found out through the grapevine that that cincinnati was very interested in me we we give them a call and within like 2 days i'm signed like we we negotiated talked about it signed i signed there and i was like all right here it is again like let me go and prove myself and hopefully I knew they were gonna go MLS. So hopefully I can go MLS with them. And then that didn't work out. Um, I ended up you know having a great year and winning the Golden Glove, but they just didn't they took my you know the guy that was uh, like my backup, a guy Spencer Ritchie, great guy. Um, but you know it just that's how it goes, right? And then they they held on to my rights forever. I had a couple, uh, like two or three uh, MLS teams that were had some good interest after that year. And like, since then I just took forever to give me a no. And like, uh, I couldn't move on until they gave me a no. Cause like I was under, like sure, I, they had, my, sure. they had, they had my rights and it, it almost felt like I was in jail. It wasn't really, it was tough. Yeah. Cause I'm like, how am I supposed to do it? Like, you're not giving me anything. And like, I got need to figure it. And so finally, by the time they did, like all the MLS stuff was kind of off the table and, I had, you know, a, an offer from the Rowdies in Indy, and I ended up, you know, going with Indy and si- signed a three-year deal there, and I lived down the street from my buddy here. <laughs> and, uh, and then that was, you know, that was that was that was a fun time because you know me and John would get together and grab a beer every couple weeks, and then also I trained with him all off seasons, and we just had a good time, and it was fun. And then uh, Vancouver just randomly came and, um you know, and, and, and bought me out of my last year. And, uh, and that's when I did that. So I found out, you know, last year from the Vancouver staff that they went, they tried to, they talked to Martin, uh, you know, they wanted to buy me the year before, but Martin, um, was just like, guys, like, give me one more year. Cause we had gotten to the fine, We got into the conference final and we had a good group. And I think he wanted to just like, see if we could, redo it and then the next year we didn't even go to the playoffs so right it just right. uh so then i guess at that point he's like all right just take them like you know do whatever so it's just it's the, the moving's been tough that's kind of been the reasons for it all like i've always tried to think of like have long-term success because you know that's what i was hearing from john all the time that's what i believed in you know i didn't just kind of sit the juice i also believed in what he was telling me and i i saw how it worked for him it's a lot more sacrifice and it's a lot tougher to do it that way because you're moving all the time and it's not easy but you know ultimately what I want is to to play as long as I I can and at the highest levels I can and you only have a certain amount of years to do this so for me it's like I'm going to get everything I can out of it and see how far I can push this before I have to like hang it all up you know and that's kind of been my mentality my wife hates it but that's been my mentality yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's,
2: a lot, it's a lot of moving so like you know
3: Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, John Bush had mentioned, Evie, how stellar his career has been in the USL. Let me just share some information before the season. Um, he was number one in shutouts all time. He's number one in saves all time. He's um, 24th in USL all time minutes, wow. E. V. Wow. which... I'm not just talking goalkeeper, right? We're talking field. Player, right. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which is just amazing. Uh, when, when you think about it, um, 50 regular season shutouts, 478 saves uh, just a phenomenal career, even though he's been in, you know, basically 10 different cities. <laughs> you
4: All know, every
3: year, every year, everything's got to change new defenders, you know, et cetera, et cetera. New coaching, Um, so you know first hats off to you and your wife to be able to you know perform like this so um, yeah so evie you know i i know you've got some questions for him so i'm gonna turn it back to you here
1: well it's not so much questions but you know it's interesting that you know evan early on you were told you weren't consistent but over the The last 10 years of your USL career, you've been the model of consistency because no matter where you've been, you've racked up records, you know. And so, you know, I don't know if they were using that as as an excuse back in the day or or what. But, you know, you certainly
2: heard that criticism and answered the bell during your career. if If I'm honest with myself, I probably had some consistency stuff that wasn't I wasn't great with it and, and a lot of it I think was just comp, mental confidence and like I would get in these mental you know again you're down there. To be honest, it was probably the most stressful times of my life, you know, at 15, 16, yeah. 17 years old, because I took it so seriously. Yeah. Some guys did some guys didn't really take it that seriously. They just were there and they were having fun. And but for me it was like this is all or not like this is it. Like sure. if I don't make if sure. I don't make this count, that's how I saw it, right? Like you look yeah. back and you kind of laugh at that when you look back, but when you're in it, like you feel like this is everything. And so I, I was just – I think I took it too serious at times to where, you know, I'd have a bad day, and, and then now it's like I, I was just so up and down. Like, if I was – I, I could ride on some good days for a while, but then I had one or two bad days, and then now I'm, like, dropping, and now my confidence, and now I'm overthinking, and, like, all yeah. these things. Yeah. And, my, and so I, I had some issues with that, and I had to just – you know, I had to take that and just learn from it and, and take the criticism. And, you know, like I said at the beginning, like you either – Use it to improve, or you use it to be your demise, in a sense, right? So Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I, you know, it's interesting. I, I always, you know, I, I listen to coaches, particularly when they're talking about goalkeepers, and, well, he or she's not very consistent. Okay. And I think to myself, okay, but in order to prove consistency, you have to have a certain amount of games that you can prove you're consistent you know it's the old goalkeeper thing well we'd play him but he doesn't have enough experience Yeah, like, you're like <laughs> yeah. what yeah you know well, you, get you, that. you hear what you're saying right you, you know yeah and, <laughs> you know and and i always you know i always analogize it with you know um and i always kid people about this you know kids talk about wow man i'd love to do the sidewinder i like, you know what you have to have before you do a sidewinder don't you a ball. So let's work on <laughs> catching the ball. You know, <laughs> you know, and and you know, consistency okay. is the same thing. You got to have consistency, and you know what you got to have to have. Consistency. You got to have some games, right? You know, you can't yeah. prove your
2: consistency in three games. You know, because and, it's only three games. You know, and you're so you're yeah. so right. And like yeah. that was the hardest. Like I'm so fortunate that Arizona, you know, took a chance, and how that all worked out is a whole another crazy story. And we've already, you know, we've we've had enough stories probably, but it was just a, a absolute blessing how that happened. But like everyone, I, what,
3: I thought, I, I thought, go ahead tell that story. That, well, we, just in, 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 story the reader's,
2: in the readers digest version and the readers digest version, I thought I was going to have to retire. I thought it would be easy to come from MLS just to go play in the NASL or the USL at the time, at least to get it. But everyone, I heard the same thing. Well, you got no experience. Like how to, and I'm like, well, how, you know, how you supposed to, how am I supposed to get it? Like I haven't had the chance and all these things. And I, and so then I knew I wasn't going to go back to MLS because I was like, all right, I'm going to trust. I'm trusting what John's telling me. I, I also think that's the right thing. I need to play. I need to play. So I didn't even look at MLS teams. And, and then all of a sudden NASL, I was nothing. I didn't get any sniffs there. Like in terms of like offers. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know their season had been started, so now that's not a chance. And then now the USL season's starting, and I literally it was starting in two weeks, and I had no club. And I saw that uh, I didn't; even, they weren't even a club because they were Phoenix Wolves the year before, and then they like folded, so no one even knew a Arizona team was gonna have a club. And some guy bought the team like thirty days before uh, the season started, and started this club. And called it Arizona United, and and um, and you, I saw this thing. I looked at the website every night before I went to bed, and I saw this thing: U.S. Uh, Arizona United signs um, Michael De La Russo as head coach. And first, of all, I'm like, who the hell is Arizona United? Second of all, who's you know, where's Michael Delarusso? Boom, found him. Yeah. Maryland Maryland assistant coach. Yeah. Boom, I actually texted Trevor Adair. Trevor, you get? Do you have this guy's number? Trevor, yes, I do. I'll get it to you in the morning. Yeah. Trevor got me. The, Tre- yeah. Trevor got me the number in the morning. I called Mike. And Mike's like, I could tell in his voice, he was like happy that I called. And I'm like, okay, this is good. And he goes, Man, this is our situation. I can either get he had two options to get guys on loan because he had connections with a couple of MLS teams, or he could have paid to bring me in. Right. Like out of the budget. And he decided, he actually called John and called a couple other people. And um uh, luckily luckily John didn't tell him the stories of me like laying on the laying on the garage. <laughs> But He's not
4: fit. He's not he's really, fit, but he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's really good. But, he's got uh, kind of a pinching for laying in the parking lot. We're not yeah. sure about what that is. But,
2: <laughs> Like, and then he called me back like uh, a day later, asked me a quick question. Then he's like, "All right, I'll, I'll let you know." Call me back the next day. He goes, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you." So he decided to like pay me instead of bringing in these two loan options he had, and just and then we came. Everybody came in for one week of preseason, and then we had a game the next weekend. Yeah. So we trained together for 10 days before our first game, we got smoked for nothing. And then from there we actually made a good little run and started to get gelling. And, um, it was a crazy season, but it was just such a blessing that I had the opportunity. Like, I mean, I almost was going to hang them up. You know, I was like a, two weeks away from probably right. never playing again, you know? Sure. Yeah. sure.
1: What a story. Yeah. A story. And, and, you know, and, and if there's any young kids listening, you know, it's, and I say this to kids all the time and I'm, I'm sure you guys do as coaches, you know, you, it's such a small society. Soccer itself is a small society. Goalkeeping is an incredibly small, close-knit society, and you never know who's watching, and you never know who could help you down the road. So, like you were talking about, Evan, make sure, you know, what Mark Simpson helped you out early on, just, you know, just by talking. If you impress somebody, you you're helping yourself. The way to impress somebody is, you know, do the stuff you're supposed to do on a day in day out basis cuz you never know who's watching and you never know who they know. You know.
2: And and, and also don't burn bridges, I think. Yes. You know, yeah. That's yeah. The yeah. one as well. Don't no matter how mad you are or how upset you are in the situation, don't burn bridges cuz you never you never know where that person's going to be later that's and right. whatever that's so. Right. Yeah.
4: I think
3: I, for I, for do, me, I, guys, I do I
2: think I Sorry, George, you, go ahead.
3: For you. Uh, give, give us how you met Ryan Sparks.
2: So, John, do you want to say what you're going to say, and then I'll answer that?
4: I was just going to say, I think for me, one of the cool things was, um, you know, when, when he was an Indy and I was an Indy, um, you know, I would train him in the off seasons. And, you know, we'd have other pros like Eric Dick coming around, and we had a lot of college kids that would train at the, at the same time. So for me, it was one of those moments and Evie's had a bunch of these in his career where I'm now using, and not even me, I am I have this luxury of having a senior pro, you know, in Evan Newton, painting the picture for these young college kids and these young pros. And it was just, you know, I remember one of the mornings in the facility just kind of smirking to myself going, you know, watching the roles reverse now. You know, because years ago in San Jose, it was me painting the picture for him. And now he's painting the picture for these, you know, these college kids and these and these young pros that I was training. And just the consistency, you know, even in January and February that he would bring to the session, you know, after, of course, he rolled out for 20 minutes because his body's old. But <laughs> after once he finally got the the old engine going, as he cooled down, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, was, <laughs> trust me, it was holding up. It was holding up
2: in there. Well I wanna, but, you I wanna know, just I wanna attest that to know, just John. The consistency too and, level. Yeah. I yeah. wanna I wanna attest that to John too, and like and and you know, and I don't wanna like keep tooting you know, tuning his horn here because that's not how we roll, but but uh but but to be fair, again it's it's that that small window but also the big thing I learned from John too, is I remember, like, I remember, I think we were sitting at lunch one day and, uh, and, and, and John used to like, he goes, look, I will help whoever wants help. And, and here's, okay. John's number one goalkeeping, the goalkeeper union is a weird thing. Right. Because like everybody wants to be playing, but then you got to like act like you're working together. And like, it's like this whole weird relationships that you have, but John always, I mean, I don't think at that point he wasn't threatened by me. So, it, it was also like we were able to have an even better relationship because of that. um, But, but he was still willing to like help me get better. And at the time, like that first year, like I had moved into the number two spot for a little while. So now I'm like, I'm still not like, he's not feeling threatened, but I'm still like moving up the ranks here, you know? And he's still like, still has, we have a great relationship and he's still, you know, um, doing everything he can to help me. And like, that's one thing I, after, after that, I, I, Cause I, I was like, you know, I, like I said, I did everything he did. I was trying to watch and learn everything. Like, okay, how do I be as a number one? Cause that's what right. I want to be. One day, right. And that's, and that's what I know I can be one day. And and that's how I've always tried to be since then. But, and John, John said, I, I never forget this. And I still tell people this today. I kind of use John's words and I usually give him credit. Sometimes I just take it as mine, but, um, <laughs> but he used to say, look, if he's like, I'm going to help whoever wants to help. If you don't want help, okay, like whatever. But if you want help and you're and, and you're worth my time to like, because you're gonna like actually take it, then I have no problem. Because if you're getting better every day, then it continues to make me have to get better every day. So ultimately, mm. ultimately, yes. Like a lot of a lot of goalkeepers, like if they're in the number one if number ones or whatever, they keep everything to themselves because they don't want people to get past them. They don't want them to know their little tricks. But John gave you all that if you wanted it, because ultimately. He's like, it's gonna keep pushing me to have to be better. Cause if you're continuing to get better every year, every every week, every year, every day, then I have to. So yeah. it keeps me yeah. on my it keeps me on my toes. And I thought I was like, wow, that's a good way to look at it. So it doesn't allow you to get complacent because ultimately you're you're, you're also you're doing the right thing, you're being a good person, you're being a good like yeah. pro. You're helping you're helping people and you're also helping yourself in, in the in the roundabout way, right? Yep. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've tried to also do that with every in every position i've been in i've i've been fortunate to like have great relationships with my my number twos and things and, and my, the number threes and like i've always tried to take that approach that that I, you know i did learn from john so um uh, we can we can x this out later that like i never said any of those <laughs> things, but, um, yeah but no and yeah. that that you know part of that you know where he's smirking is also a testament to like you know how he mentored me and like he, that he did a good job you know, yeah. doing that yeah so. yeah
1: well and that's you know what that we're we're coming coming close to the end of the, the session here but that's a good segue into um uh i first learned that from a guy that greg and i are going to western north carolina next weekend to uh honor um our college coach whose name is hank steinbrecher he ran u.s soccer for many years um, and at the college that we played at at Warren Wilson, they're naming the, the soccer complex after him. Uh, and, uh, you know, he used to tell us to be custodians of the game, you know, in other words, you know, help, help ki- whoever's, you know, younger than you, or if they are kids, if they're wanting to play the game, teach them, teach them the game, you know, and, and a microcosm of that is. You know, be custodians of the position, be custodians of goalkeeping, because, you know, you know, you, you can't play forever. I mean, John Bush tried to, and even John Bush can play forever, you know, and, <laughs> and, you know, you, you, you have to be generous enough to help the people that are coming up behind you, because, you know, yeah. like you say, it's ultimately, and John's right, ultimately, it's going to help you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, So, and that's, you know, that's where I learned it. And that's where, you know, obviously, you know, the kids that I've coached, John was one of them. I tried to instill that in them. It's like, we, we have to continue to grow the game. It's, you know, it's like, it's like being a farmer, right? Farmers don't make money off of just one year of crops. They make money off of crops every year. And you have to, you have to take that approach. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to, to, to doing that and, and, um, uh, uh, congratulations to mr bush for being in the inaugural this is pretty cool Bone. in the Hello. inaugural university of north carolina at charlotte hall sports hall of fame
2: yeah, john that's
1: cool. john bush for soccer a guy named cornbread maxwell who was a big time was obviously a big time college basketball player but had a run in the nba i, I believe the celtics for a long time yeah um, yeah. When the back in there, you know, back in the Celtics were the Celtics. I mean, they were, you know, they were they were good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so, and, you know, inaugural class. So congratulations on that. And, um, you know, that's that's big time. And,
2: um, you know, we're. So John, they must. I guess they're letting anybody in these days. In Charlotte, <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. I
4: only went three years and I got in. So yeah, just, yeah, I, exactly. I exactly. There's some there's some
1: consistency for you, pal.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: That so. person,
4: that person has a degree. That person has a degree. Yeah, that, yeah, that guy yeah. doesn't. Like, yeah. He's still here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I, no it was that was awesome, and especially for like a program that's done as well as it has over many years. Like to be to be like you know the the inaugural classes. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. And yeah.
4: um, it's very humbling.
2: It's very humbling when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. So so but uh but you but, know, go ahead. Quickly to finish, like I didn't answer the Ryan Oh yes, it, yes, yes, I, Ryan's I, part. I met, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't wanna and he's gonna get mad at me because I he's obviously the, the brains behind all this, so I gotta give him his love. But yeah, um so I Ryan's obviously a huge fan of Cincinnati and I met him at like the one of the first events, like the fan player events in cincinnati and um we chatted for a while and then just started seeing other events and games and then we just started becoming like buddies and you know eventually exchanged numbers and then you know every now and again we get the families together and like go for dinner or something and just built a friendship and um you know like you know aj has his, his uh, son is a goalkeeper now and like doing pretty well and i've tried to kind of I never trained him, but I tried to like, you know, help, helped tried to help speak to him a few times over the years, like you know, about different mentality and things he could do. And, and just like, we've just become over, over the years since Cincinnati, we just become uh, good friends and, and um, you know, they, they've started coming to the, they came to as many indie games as they could after Cincinnati, like they would travel even um, just to kind of come. And then we'd go out for dinner a lot, sometimes after games and do whatever. So, He's just uh, been a good friend and good support for me and um you know just good guy man so that's good. that's kind of how we met and where where good our guy. relationship how it evolved
1: yeah good guy and
2: he knows he knows this
1: this this part of the business and the the technology stuff much better than me and greg so um we were thrilled yeah. that, that he was interested in helping us out and and uh, mm-hmm. um you know he, he he was the guy that said hey you got to get to seven because he's got some good stories so uh, and that obviously is what 3-0 goalkeepers is built on so um uh, yeah. but
2: but Evan and then thinks, you and john on and we got even more stories oh you know? yeah yeah there's, this, yeah, thing, it's, this, it's, this it's, thing could be this thing could be like 12 hours worth if you if we yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah well <laughs> you know i don't know i don't know if, if ryan told you but this this whole idea of a 3-0 goalies podcast is predicated on you know greg and i were talking once and i was like we should do like a I don't know, but a podcast or a vlog or something of basically the conversations we have at the bar at the coaches convention. Because every year you go to the coaches convention, you see the same guys and go over the same stories year after year after year. Every year they get a little better, you know, because the fish gets bigger. Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's the fish thing.
4: I once thought a fish this big.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, and, and that's, you know, it's fun. It's fun to do it. It's fun. To, it's fun to hear the different stories. And and what I've come, you know, of, of the episodes we've done, you know, there are certainly threads that are consistent and in, consistently interwoven in everybody's story about, particularly goalkeepers, about, you know, a guy who kind of showed the way, you know, a guy who kind of opened the door, a guy who kind of gave you advice or a guy that helped you out at a time when you needed help to, to to make that that jump to the next level whatever that was you know and so that's 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 fun that that part to me is fun
2: so well, this is even cool because yeah. we have kind of three generations of mentors here like i know you were had a big influence in john and then john's obviously had a big influence in me and oh yeah, so it's, kind oh, of, yeah. it's kind of interesting that we've kind of now or it's kind of cool that we're now all on this one kind of podcast uh, this yeah. one episode but yeah. um but to go off of that like the, how the fish gets bigger. Like the first couple, the first couple of years, John told that story about the red carpet. I was in like first, I was in Fresno, then I was in Bakersfield. <laughs> and now I'm, uh, all of a sudden, I'm in LA. LA, oh, baby. Private. No, you're <laughs> de- you're definitely in LA. I do. I do. That. Yeah. So, I do next that. time, it's gonna be like I yeah. took a private flight down there. You know what I mean?
4: Like, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Listen, you had you had two reserve games. Who knows what you did? You had yes. two reserve games yes. under your belt. Yeah. So but we'll we'll see, what I th- I
2: was, we'll see where I was in the next ten years where, <laughs> where I <was. laughs>
4: What I think is cool though, Deutsche, what I think is cool is it it started with Hank. Right, yeah, and yeah. and I know how I know how much he means to you guys, and I know how much you know Ev. He means Ev, and and obviously everybody knows how much Ev means to me. So for me to see, it started with Hank, it went to Evie, Evie gave it to all of us, all the third sons and everybody underneath him, and now you see it. You know, I'm sure if we talk to Aiden Heaney, you know, he's doing the same thing for his guys and and taylor doing the same thing with the goalkeepers that, you know it's just it but it all started with hank you yeah. know it all started yeah. with Hank. so i think that's you know that that's very cool and very special for you too to know yeah that. yeah
1: we're, we're we're looking forward to it because it's it's you know as you guys know hanks had some health issues and and you know this is going to be a, obviously a big trip for him to make and, and um but you know it's it's a chance and i'm you know i know quite a few of the guys who played back then or coming back to, to see him again. And so it'll be a good, it'll be a good, good. Be a good time. So. Good.
3: Well, Don't you, please we said We'll do. I'm, do. I'm very grateful for Ryan, as I mentioned at the start for hooking us up because um, he, he didn't have to do it, you know, and, and you and I were like, Hey, who do we want to get next? And out of nowhere, Hey, let's get, you know, Evan Newton. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's get it done. And, you know, it took a, a few weeks because of our, everyone's schedule, but, uh, you know, and then you know, I thought of getting John Bush on because you know I found out you know he was his mentor. So sort of you know how it was yeah. here, yeah. TV, you know, we we put it all together and throw it out there and see what happens. Yeah, so that's right.
2: It, that's what makes it fun and organic, you know. And yep. yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. You had me on and and uh, even want me to be on. So I appreciate it. It's it's been a pleasure. And and anytime, love we'll to jump on again anytime. So okay, well
1: we'll definitely do that again. We'll definitely have you back on. So. Yeah. Bushy, how's
3: Tampa? Yes, Good. Sir.
4: It's okay. I'm All working right. on my tan.
2: All right, man. So, That's great. I'm working on my tan. That's
4: great. He's, <laughs> only,
2: he's only he's done two sessions in the, in the month and a half he's been yeah, there.
4: I we have had more lightning cancellations. It's great, isn't
2: it? It's great, it's isn't it?
4: On, e e e, you could coach for another fifteen I, years. You here. could. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. You could. You could. could. Yeah. Yeah. In the if whatever, four yeah. or five
4: weeks out there. We've canceled we've canceled more than I ever did in Indiana. It's unbelievable. Yeah, dude, if
1: I if I was on the field in, in in Tennessee and I heard of lightning in Florida, we we'd train. 'Cause you know, there's light there's lightning in the United States. We're not trained. So, so. Listen, I'm I'm telling you,
4: if, if if they allow me to hire an assistant, I'm calling you because you got another you got another fifteen years down here. You have another fifteen years. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: okay. That's good.
4: good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you for joining
1: us. Evan, thanks again. Pushy, thanks for showing up. And uh, Greg, as you always, thanks for thanks for being the Mike Wallace of the Three Old Dollys and, and, uh, <laughs> and putting together the interviews. It's always fun to it's always fun to listen to. It's always fun to be a part of. And and uh, join us next time when we figure when once we figure out. We'll probably do something. I think Greg around um, you know this 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 thing coming up with Hank and, and
3: yeah yeah that would, that'd be cool. Yeah, if we do yeah. again. Shout out to uh, Mr. Pat Johnston. Yes we'll close that out. Yeah. Squad with W, squad with a W.
1: Squad with a W, w cuz everybody loves a W. So. Yeah, exactly. so. <laughs> Until next time guys, thanks a lot and uh we'll we'll, we'll talk to you and uh, good night captain. Talk to you later guys.